Some stories are simple, are easy. Some we won't even remember. But others linger, invading our minds, festering under our skin, and then finally falling. Off the Bone. Welcome to Off the Bone, the podcast about the true murder sprees and unsolved mysteries of our shared past. We are your hosts, J.M. Brannick and Nicole. As a warning, we will be discussing stories that are brutal, macabre, and horrifying in nature. This is not for little ears. But then if you clicked on a podcast called Off the Bone, what the hell were you expecting? On today's episode, we will be talking about the blood countess, Elizabeth Bathory. Bathory was born to wealthy Hungarian noble family. She holds the Guinness World Record for being the most prolific female serial killer of all time. I really hope no one ever breaks that record because damn. Uh, Between 1590 and 1610, she's thought to have killed hundreds and hundreds of women and girls. More on thought later. The highest number was reported at 650 victims, but that's speculative. That number comes from one of Bathory's private books and was reported by a court official who never produced said book. It is thought that that number might actually just be the number of servants in the castle at any given time. As a child, Bathory suffered from what today would have been considered epilepsy. The popular treatment at the time, again allegedly, was to take blood from someone who was not epileptic and put it on the sufferer's mouth. Yeah, that seems like it'll fix it, right? After getting married to someone underneath her class-wise, and so choosing to keep her own last name, Bathory received her own titles and lands that were hers, not her husband's. And yet somehow upon his death, Bathory was put under the protection of another man. Said man later became her accuser. Sometime later, a Luther minister Istvan Magiri made complaints against her. Now, it's worth noting that Bathory's family were Calvinists, and there might have been some religious reason to accuse Bathory. The accusations, however, were horrific. Daughters of lesser nobility were sent to her to learn court etiquette. There were accusations that she was brutally murdering them. I'm sure many of you have heard the stories of her bathing in blood of young girls, and in fact, even once putting a young girl in an Iron Maiden and laying underneath it to soak up the blood. It's, again, worth noting that all of those stories of her ingesting blood, vampirism, and bathing in blood were reported after her trial. At the trial, the only accusations were that she was, in fairness, fucking people up. Bodies were found in bits. Uh, with bite marks, frozen, starved, severe beatings, burned with tongs. There was accusation of use of needles. No further specification there. More than 300 witnesses and survivors came forward to accuse her. Yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot. That's, that's a good handful of people. Fun fact, though. Of her servants, only four stated that she was innocent. Those four were labeled as co-conspirators. 
That's what you get. Bethory was not put to death for her crimes, which is good because there's all kinds of uh, accusations that this may not have ever happened. Instead, she was imprisoned in her castle for the rest of her life and never permitted to leave. Now, again, there's lots of religious reasons why this may have happened. It's also very possible that the man responsible for her upkeep and care, whose name I'm not going to say because I can't pronounce it. Um, Hungarian. And I am Hungarian, too. My grandma oh. is so ashamed of me. Shame. Shame. Um, study up. That's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, it is very likely that she was actually innocent of most of these killings, but again, she was Hungarian nobility, and I'm Hungarian, so I get to say this, Hungarian nobility in the 1590s and 1610s, when this took place, were horrible people, so she probably killed some people. Like, she probably killed some of her servants. Whether she was brutally biting into and ripping apart the young girls sent to her for training is still in question and will likely be in question forever. Like so one half a dozen of the other. Yeah, that is what I got. All right, well, going through the, like the pop culture references and things like that, holy cannoli. She is like one of the most celebrated historical horror icons. She is sourced as inspiration to countless movies, books, and music. It's like she is the it girl with the wow factor. She was dubbed like the most prolific female murderer of the Western world by Guinness Book of World Records. Weird flex, but okay. And she has like Monica Bellucci wow factor. In fact, Monica Bellucci did play her. So I'm going to do a simple rundown of some of the places and things that she's inspired because it is plentiful. My Madhya rule isn't so great, so I'm going to probably be mispronouncing names as well, so I apologize. Appearing in print for the first time was in 1729 by scholar Lazro Terozzi in his Tragica Historia, and then in the 1742 history book by Matthias Bell, which is in Latin, which is really long, and it translates to something kind of like Hungarian New Historic Data Search, or something like that. Um, it is an exciting name. <laughs> I thought it flew right off the presses. He was the one that kind of started to perpetuate the myth that maybe vanity was kind of like her main motive for the killings. And a lot of the literature thereafter kind of echoed that sentiment. As you said, like a lot of the witnesses' accounts kind of suggested maybe there was other things going on. But, you know, pop culture. Pretty girls don't want to be uggo. That prevailed, and it's still seen in a lot of the depictions, even to this day. So then in 1874, uh, Venus and Furs writer Leopold von Sacher Matsoch, Matsoch, the one that uh, masochism was named after, wrote a novella called Eternal Youth, which was about the Countess, which seems about right. And then she even, like, appeared. I mean, it's bizarro. The things that she is in. Like, she even appears as, like, the main antagonist in the Dracula sequel, No Joke, by Bram Stoker's great-grandnephew in 2009 called Dracula the Undead, which is very timely. You know, always have a sequel, like, 100 years after the first one. And obviously, no surprise, she shows up in a lot of Hungarian novels, novellas, poems, short stories. I should 
like I said, brush up on my Madyoro so I could say these titles, but I don't. She's also been seen in Buffy comics, in anime, in manga, in manhwa, and in comics including Hellboy, and probably even inspired George R.R. Martin within A Song of Ice and Fire series with the character Mad Danielle Lothston. Sorry, don't read them. Yeah, I know. You can punish me later for that. Guys, guys, guys. Girls, 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 and everybody in between. This is this is the moment you've been waiting for. She is in a musical? <laughs> Not just any musical. Not just any musical. The Sailor Moon musical series? What? <laughs> Where she is depicted and kept alive by being an undead werewolf, but posing as an English teacher to trap the Sailor Senshi. It is on YouTube. It is on YouTube. Just type Transylvania Nomori Chibi Moon and you will get to it. The whole thing is on YouTube. It's like, I think two hours long. It is. I haven't watched it yet. I'm going to watch it. I'm going to watch it. Um, but she has everywhere. She has her little bloody fingers into everything. And then we have the movies. My God, the movies. I mean, like, you'll see like a theme, as you said, with kind of vampirism. So go with it, I guess. Uh, she's in like Countess Dracula, Daughters of Darkness, Curse of the Devil, Immoral Tales, Thirst, Mama Dracula, Night of the Werewolf, like all of these crazy things. I think the best one that I saw uh, was Stay Alive, where she's a video game? Question mark? A video game. <laughs> yeah, she's like a, she creates a video game and she's in the video game and she wants to kill you, kill you or something. I don't know. It, it, it got horrendously, horrendously cut by the producers and whatnot, so it makes no sense. She was in Hostel Part 2. I mean, like, it's crazy, the things that she has been into. Also, she is a favorite of bands. Uh, there's tons of songs, not limited to uh, Cradle of Filth's Desire and Violent Overture, Venom's Countess Bathory, Slayer's Beauty Through Order, Behemoth's Transylvania Forest, uh, Electric Wizard's Torquemada 71. I feel like such an old person as I'm saying these, but the kids will know. And I guess Camelot, spelled with a K, uh, had like a whole bunch of different songs where she was like in three parts and it was this big thing in their album. Yeah, really cool. And there are also five operas about her and about eight bands with their names dedicated to her. Wow. She's in video games, guys. <laughs> so many video games. Uh, including Castlevania Bloodlines, Ragnarok Online, Vampire Hunter D, Dragon Age Origins Awakening, and even Mass Effect. So she is a powerhouse in our collective society, ranging over countless countries and cultures. She is a legend now, an icon, a woman to be feared and intrigued by, and she's still making waves to this day and will continue to do so, whether or not she was innocent of these crimes. So that's what I got. She she was an interesting figure. Yeah, it, I don't know that she herself was an interesting figure. Um, I mean, she was certainly... Uh assertive uh she was certainly a badass it, i honestly think it's like hella sexist uh the whole perception of vanity that's that's come up around her um but i kind of love that at the same time she is the the female version of count dracula 
or the you know historical yeah. person that Count Dracula was based on, like the female counterpart of that. Yeah, um, which is kind of really cool. It's kind of interesting too, because like you think of, because like a lot of these two were, you know, you think of vanity and stuff like that, and it kind of gets mixed a little bit for me with the Queen and Snow White. You know, like I want her heart. I want that heart because then it'll make me pretty. <laughs> I thought she wanted the heart to prove that he that she was dead. Well, yeah, but then because then Snow White would be dead, and then she'd be pretty, the prettiest yeah. of all. And uh, yeah, I think it's it's an it's a narrative that we see a lot of like uggos just want to be pretty, but they're also women. Guys are cool with being uggos, but not ladies. Yeah. You get old, you have to bathe in those those blood baths. It's yeah, it it's definitely says a lot of how we feel about women who age. And it's it's definitely showing some dark things about how we feel about that. I mean, look at you know, some you know, great iconic actresses that just don't work anymore. No reason. Just yep. you know, they got older. But actress, my goodness, an actor will keep working until he drops. Yeah. Except for Jamie Lee Curtis, she is on point. Yeah, well, Jamie Lee Curtis is a queen, so, you know. <laughs> she is. Uh, but I always thought this uh, character was just kind of interesting. She was never, like, in my, I, I shouldn't say character, she was a real human being at some point. But she has become a character. And, like you said, I think in a way, though, she does kind of get in the backdrop of, like, Dracula. Like, oh, female Dracula, for what that's worth. She is interesting. And I mean, to be honest, I mean, this is a, a historical figure that I've been familiar with since I was like 13 because I was one of those obnoxious emo children. <laughs> I think we would have been friends. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's the whole black makeup and everything like that. Um, so she was my girl forever. And it's honestly kind of nice to know as an adult that she was likely innocent. But from this, she, she really got the last laugh. Because we can't even remember the name of this dude that accused her, let alone pronounce it. But everyone has heard of the Blood Countess. Mm -hmm. And we'll continue to. Yes. All right. Yay. (laughs) All right. So I I think that's all we've got for this episode. JM, you want to plug anything? I'm just going to plug the website because there's a lot of fun things on there. We recently did like a 12 days of Christmas Krampus type thing and I suggest you go and read those stories because they're pretty good yeah that was a lot of fun we're hoping to do more of that soon yeah same thing check out Haunted MTL um and definitely check out if you get a chance I have a couple books out they are on Amazon uh the most recent one is Station 86 whole series so yeah go buy them see you guys next time yep take care and don't bathe in any blood I guess is the point of yeah that. yeah don't don't shoot for that guinness record there's there's better ones make the biggest calzone oh nice yes right do that send it to us thank you please <laughs>